sauces and it is in government conspiracies. But I've seen none of the above. If I did, I think I probably would run a million miles. Lose my little mind. Hello and welcome along to X Files Talk X Files the only podcast that can assault its boss in front of a hallway full of witnesses, yet still keep its job because it's a government employee. <laughs> I'm your host, David Harwood, and joining me tonight from xfilesnews.com, I have Tiffany Duvall and Kai Johnson. Hi, both of you. Hello. So uh, today's episode, we are going to uh, be laser-focused on the season two finale and the first two episodes of season three, we're talking Anasazi, The Blessing Way, and Paperclip. But first of all, uh, we are recording this on Wednesday, the 10th of June. X-Files Revival has just started shooting on Monday, so there is quite a bit of news to catch up on. Uh, so Tiffany and Kai, I will hand over to you. Okay. Uh, well, I guess we will start with... Um the HD, all nine seasons of the X-Files have now been restored to HD, and all of those episodes have been released to Netflix, as far as we know. Uh, as of today, the 10th of June, they're not all available in HD yet, but we hear they should be available soon. So everyone that's starting their X-Files rewatches, preparing for this revival, uh, you know, should be able to watch everything in HD. So that will be fun. And, and so then we pretty. have some... They're so pretty! The ones that are already up are just so pretty. I just stare at them. So, uh, let's see. What else do we have, Kai? Casting casting news? Casting news. Um, Mitch Pilecki is confirmed. William B. Davis is confirmed. Um, new girl. What's her name? <laughs> I've forgotten already. <laughs> uh, is it Eliza uh, Villani? Yes. yes Eliza. Yes, from, from iRobot and Mistresses. Or iZombie, yeah. iZombie, yes. My, my bad. <laughs> I something. Exactly. We have no other information other than that she's confirmed. Yeah. Um, and then of course, every, yeah, everybody knows the big the big one so far. I'm 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 drawing a blank. <laughs> Joe McHale. Joe McHale. Oh my God. Talk soup guy. <laughs> Community guy. Talk soup guy. Um, yeah. Are we allowed to talk about what he's doing or not? Are we allowed um, to spoil a little bit? So, listeners, this is this is what I think on this is that. Verified spoilers we can go ahead and do here. Stuff that we've seen photos of, even if they're red herrings, we can go ahead and do here. But other stuff that's this may be speculative or that you guys have heard off the record, we're not going to go into. Okay. So if you're trying to avoid all spoilers altogether, then you might want to skip ahead a few minutes. Um, might be quite a few minutes based on our track record with these things. Um, <laughs> But before you do skip ahead, Scully's hair is red. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Joel McHale. This is according to The Hollywood Reporter, so it's probably pretty legit. Um, he's going to play Tad O'Malley, a conservative internet news network host. And he's going to be an ally for Mulder. Interesting. Interesting indeed. <laughs> All right, so I guess the next bit of spoilers are photos. Um, oh, it's so many photos. So many photos of leaks. <laughs> lots of, course, of chairs. Yeah, lots, lots of, of chairs. chairs. That was Monday's news. <laughs> yeah. Chairs, chairs, and more chairs. It started with chairs, which of course took a life of its own. People started tweeting chairs at their in their house. Like back <laughs> to, like Jillian of course tweeted chairs of like Mulder and Scully's, you know, director's chairs. And then, uh, Fans, I guess, started tweeting back to Jillian, uh, basically photos of their own chairs in their house. So they were on Instagram and Facebook, and like I saw one that had like Mulder and Scully, and then someone did like a baby William chair. Um, one of them had like Farmer written on a chair, and then something else written on another. So that was kind of entertaining. Uh, but yeah, the big pictures started leaking on June 9th, probably. Oh, gosh, it was sometime kind of late that morning uh, because the production was filming in downtown Vancouver. So, of course, people just kind of happened upon set and realized what was filming, and then everybody started taking photos. Um, and, of course, posting them to Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and 
we were getting, uh, oh gosh, like phone calls and emails and, and tweets and everybody is calling us going, hey, hey, we, you know, we have photos and of course we have people in Vancouver as well. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was a pretty, pretty was crazy pretty day. Very hectic. It went on it until was- about 3 a.m. on June 10th and then it stopped for a bit because of course they, they actually shot overnight. And then they started shooting again uh, earlier today, and of course, you know, some more stuff kind of started coming in. So, I feel like that's when the revival yeah. actually felt official to me yesterday when all that happened. We've got Jillian and I think David. So too. They're looking like Mulder and Scully. They're shooting. That was very exciting yesterday. Yes, it, it's it's so funny because people were so excited, but I think for so long people have wanted this. And there's been a lot of false starts and, and information coming out and then kind of being pulled back. So I think people were genuinely just kind of nervous to really accept it. And even though they knew it was greenlit and even though they knew it was filming, like it really took that first photo of Mulder and Scully together. And then yep. people just went nuts. Yeah. So, uh, but we should, we, we should talk about what's in some of these photos. Because we're allowed to talk about spoilers, technically. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the um, photo of the guy in the werewolf mask again. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting for him. I feel like he's going to be somewhere. Um, it has so, to be. Yeah, you had the, be uh, the ju- that. Go ahead. Yes, you had the Jilly box. Of course, oh, the apple yeah. box that Jillian yep. stands on. You had photos of that. Um, what else? Photos of her hair. Her hair. Her- her hair close was up very important. Photos of her hair. Yes. Yes. Very close up photos. People are wondering if it's, you know, her actual hair, if it's a wig, what kind of shade of red is it? Um, for people concerned about the color, I would just like to point out that what you see now is not really what translates like on the screen. So yeah, so don't like there was freak such out a that her hair is just in all the pictures. So I mean, really, yeah, oh yeah, it's got to be red yeah. of some shade. Exactly. So um, what else were people talking about? Uh, there was much flailing over Duchovny's scruff that he was scruffy looking. Yes. What could that mean? He's very scruffy. Has he? Is he kind of like I don't know? Still out of work? Throwing well, pencils he, at yeah. <laughs> is he out of work? Is he? There's been much speculation over whether or not Mulder and Scully are together. So people are kind of like, oh, well, you know, is he scruffy because he's not taking care of himself? Um, there's been, you know, it's like 2008 all over again. It really, yep. really is. It kind of looks uh, like he's been through Frank Black's closet as well. It does. <laughs> you know, it does. Uh, what else? Oh, the, you know what? The, the big speculation, of course, with these photos is the kiss on the cheek. You know, when he, there's a photo of him kissing her, but it's on the cheek and not the lips. And everybody oh yesterday God. was like, what? You know, as <laughs> if you never kiss your this. partner on the cheek. <laughs> oh, did you miss this? Yeah. I that, missed that was, all this. This no. is a new thing is oh. that he kissed her and her body language or something. Oh. And she so seemed, he didn't kiss her enough? Is that the problem? <laughs> apparently he didn't kiss her the way a woman should be kissed, Kai. <laughs> Um, oh, awesome. You know, so of course the rumor mills are going, and William B. Davis actually started this. Um, I think it was rumor. like on the advice of Chris Carter. I feel like this is the first time we're being played by Chris Carter. Yeah, I feel like this is the first wo- like werewolf, really, yeah, just not yeah. in picture form. Um, so William B. Davis said a couple weeks ago, I think it was in an interview, he he made some comment about well maybe Mulder and Scully weren't together, and I don't think a ton of people saw it. Some did. And then it started to get kind of traction as the days wore on. So now everybody is in full-blown, are they together, are they not together? Which, if you remember and I want to believe, the exact same thing happened. Yep. Uh, and it wasn't until the, the set visits for some of the, um, some of the entertainment news shows, it wasn't until they actually showed up at the Unremarkable House uh, that people started realizing, oh, wait, they're not separated. Yep. So um, I heard much speculation about whether they're wearing rings. Was that confirmed or denied? Um, let me let me just say because the, <laughs> this this was like a me thing because I kept hey. thinking how hilarious it would be if I were Chris Carter, which I'm not. But for just a second, it, let's just pretend if I were Chris Carter, okay. I thought of how funny it would be to have Mulder and Scully married, only never talk about it. 
Like never just, even mention yep, it. Yep, yep. Just have them with rings on their fingers <laughs> yes. and never say a word. Well, so of course the problem with that is, is that if you're shooting in downtown Vancouver and someone gets a photo of, you know, Scully with a ring on, then everybody's that the gig is they up, right? So, yes, so yes. then, then my brain went into like full blown crazy mode and started going, <laughs> well, what if they're going to do it in post, right? Oh God. So yeah, I went there and then I had to pull myself back. Well, maybe they're not the type so, to wear rings. Maybe they've just got a sneaky yeah, mark stick exactly. it up on their wall. Well, that's what I, that was my next thing, is maybe they just pan over and it's just there. So I don't know. It'll it'll go. be interesting to see. <laughs> and also, if you're going to go to the Arctic or the Antarctic for a woman, you know, save her from an alien spaceship, then I mean, really. That's commitment right? anyway, isn't it? Right? I mean, you know. It is. It is. This is true. Exactly. I mean, you know, he gave her a baby. I mean, he it got did. taken away. I mean, she but gave it away, but, you know. She gave it away. <laughs> She's like, that's what I think of your proposal. <laughs> uh-huh. I have a feeling we're going to learn more about that soon. Yeah. We'll see. I think that's all the news. Okay. I think. They're, sh- they're shooting everywhere. So if anybody listening is in Vancouver, I, I don't think it would be that hard to find them. <laughs> yeah. So. Just follow the hordes of fans with cell phones up in the air. That. Yeah. Yeah. If you see some giant lights coming up from the sky, it's probably yeah. some like, super-powered flashlights so that they show up on film. So that's if they're making <laughs> an X, you know, chances are like spotlights. <laughs> yes. Fake rain because they seem to like to make it wet. Yeah, yeah. Apparently today they were shooting. Night or, shoot no, was. last night. Last night they were doing it. They were doing a wet shoot. Just the sound of that is very sexy. Very so. sexy. <laughs> very. It actually makes me pleased though, because I feel it will have the value. I mean, in filmmaking, like in film, yes. yeah, in <laughs> filmmaking, it's gonna the look sound sexy. of wet shoot is very sexy. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Oh, we're digging a bigger hole here. Okay, so on to the episodes that we are going to discuss. Uh, as I said, we're going to do Anasazi, Blessing Way, and Paperclip. So. A three-part story that uh, was the end of season two, intro to season three. And uh, we have some big stuff going on in these few episodes. Um, We have um, Mother's father gets killed. Scully's sister, Melissa, gets killed. Uh, We learn that Mother's father had um, something to do with the conspiracy that the cigarette smoking man is involved with. Um, we have um, the introduction of the Native American uh, mythology with the Anasazi and the arrival on the scene of Albert Hosteen. Um, we have uh, a lot of stuff going on. We have the return of Krychek for the first time since he assisted in um, Dwayne Barry being able to abduct Scully and subsequently uh, Dwayne Barry's mysterious murder. Um, we have... Um, we have the whole uh, paperclip where we have episode where we have um, the introduction of World War Two politics, uh, giving some more uh, prehistory to the X Files and the global conspiracy. Um, we have in, in that episode as well. We have the you know mountain vault full of files and genetic tissue samples of um, millions of Americans. We have that. Awesome scene then where Mulder runs out. Of course, Scully misses it with the UFO uh, flying out over the mountain. um, And all those little alien dudes run past Scully. So um, a lot, a lot to talk about. And I'm I'm sure that you both have a lot to talk about too. So um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to punt it straight to you. Uh, Tiffany, do you want to take it away? First of all, the uh, two interesting tidbits about Anasazi. The episode was uh, a story that Chris Carter actually developed with David Duchovny. So I don't know if everybody knows about that, but that's that's pretty interesting. That early on, kind of in the series, David was kind of playing a role there with some of these stories. Uh, another really interesting tidbit is, of course, you're filming the you're the, supposed to be the desert uh, in New Mexico, and there is of course no like red desert in Vancouver. So the um, production team brought out like 1,600 gallons of red paint and painted a quarry in Vancouver. So I always that's, thought that was pretty That's pretty dedication. Cool. Yeah. So, could you imagine being like the art PAs out there? I mean, like, <laughs> spray the rocks. 
Like, that's your job, just stand yeah. here and spray all these rocks. I imagine that they got a lot of work experience interns. Right? Like, what What do you put on your resume? Like, rock painter. Yeah, I painted a desert. <laughs> I painted half a mile of quarry wall red. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so that's pretty neat. Uh, probably, Anasazi really starts some very interesting stuff for Mulder and Scully. Of course, Mulder is kind of going insane because of the drug that they've put in his water. Uh, and a really interesting scene is when uh, Scully meets with Mulder in his apartment and she notices that he's been getting sick. Like he's sitting on the couch and of course it's kind of foreshadowing things because he's drinking his glass of water and of course he's sweaty and uh, seems to be getting very ill. And he's getting really agitated with her in a way that he hasn't normally before. So she, she's basically asking him, you know, if this cassette with all these government secrets on it is worth risking everything. And he starts yelling at her. I mean, just like bitterly, angrily yelling at her. And the look, you know, I feel Jillian Anderson plays this so well because the look on her face is just shock. Like, yep. she can't believe that the same person that she's known all this time is now talking to her like this. And he's very bitter and just full of just kind of this pent-up rage that's starting to happen. Um, and so she's basically telling him that, look, you know, she just needs assurances. And so he says, fine, fine, I'll, I'll get you some, basically. And, of course, he tapes... He tapes that iconic X to his, you know, bedroom win or his living room window. Um, so I thought that was a really interesting scene where you kind of see him starting to go down that rabbit hole, and she's trying to help him. I mean, she's the one that takes the tape to the Navajo translator, uh, and Scully really is the one that starts to really unravel this mystery. I mean, she's the one that finds out. Um, about the modern words that are in the translation, like vaccination. And so she's really kind of the one that starts to really go in deep into what's happening here. And Mulder's just kind of suffering in his psychosis and, and all of that. So there's more scenes in here we can talk about, but that's the first one that came to mind. I just want to do a quick confession time here and talk about the X on the window. And I did that. <laughs> You said you used to have the, the green stuff on your diet coat. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh -huh. or when I was a teenager, I had the masking tape X in the corner nice. of my I did, nice. I did too, but let me ask you. I have to ask you this because I did the same thing. But did you do it Mulder style or did you do it Scully style? Because Mulder just tears the tape off the, off the roll. Scully pulls the tape out and, like, bites it off. Like she, when she puts oh, X yeah. on a window, she bites yeah. the tape off the roll. She does it with with feeling. Yeah, I think that I yeah. probably just ripped it, but I, <laughs> so, but I feel yeah. that it was too neat for a Mulder X because you know um, they weren't the same length yeah. or anything. But yeah. uh, Scully bites it. I remember as a teenager, I would always make sure to you bite, sure to bite it? I would bite my tape off my masking <laughs> tape roll. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, you're wow. one of those people. We are those people. Abby says we're not, but we <laughs> really, really Abby are. Abby is wrong. <laughs> Deep down, we are so these people. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so what else, what else cool happens in this episode? Of course, um, Mulder's father gets killed, which is really sad, especially you know, he's getting ready to kind of tell Mulder, kind of come clean about the things that, that he's been involved in. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'm so hogging this episode. I'm so sorry. Um, Scully betrays Mulder in this episode in a very interesting way. Uh, and it, I don't think, when I first watched it, like when I was a teenager, I thought, oh, you know, she's doing it to help him. Why is he so angry? But watching it again uh, over the last few days, when she, you know, he, of course, um, calls her after his father dies. And she is kind of panicking because she's thinking, you know, she knows that he's not in his right mind. He's already fought, he's already assaulted Skinner at this point. Um, and so she, you know, when he says his dad is dead, she's like, uh, okay, where are you? She starts asking him questions and he's like, I didn't do it. You know, he's trying to explain to her he didn't do this. And so, you know, she, she actually tells him to leave the crime scene, which is very anti-Scully. Uh, at this point, this is not something that she would normally do. 
Uh, but she's telling him, you know, that they're going to suspect him and, and she's trying to protect him. So she gets him to come over to her place, which, of course, is a shipper's dream yeah. because he shows up at her door and of course he's covered in blood but I mean you know she's like touching him all over being the quote doctor mm -hmm. uh, you know, she has to like doctor him with her hands and you know she puts him in her she puts him in puts her him bed, bed and I remember yeah like all of the fangirls are squealing they're like oh my god Mulder's in her bed you know but the whole underlying part of this is as squee worthy as it is while he's sleeping she takes his gun and she yep. takes it to the FBI ballistics lab Yes, there's a severe so, lack of faith there. Yeah, so he wakes up and sees his gun is missing and he knows instantly that she's kind of betrayed him. Now he kind of is off in crazy land thinking she's you know doing it because she's against him. She, of course, thinks she's doing it because she's trying to clear him. But not talking to him about it is a very big betrayal on her part. This is also the first episode where she shoots him, correct? Yeah, I think it's before they go into the desert, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. how they get because he wakes up in the desert after she shot him. Yes, because you have that line about, you're lucky she's a good shot or a bad one. Yes, I love it. Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, she does shoot him because she's trying to, of course, keep him. She's intervening because he's about to shoot Krychek. Um, yeah. And then something else in this episode, before he, um, you know, Scully is, is in the hotel room once he wakes up, is revealing to him the what the tape basically contains and she has this kind of bombshell moment where she tells him that her name is in the files that oh, her name yeah. and Dwayne Barry's name are on the tape and so Mulder of course is like shocked and she who of course is always trying to kind of keep him safe and keep him out of things she's actually kind of begging him to find out what happened to her I they mean, opened up a, a whole lot of scene. questions in this episode didn't they Especially yeah. for a season finale. That was a yeah. mean season finale. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was like the longest finale too. Because everybody's like, oh, Mulder's dead. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know? yeah. It was, yeah. So did you think that he was possibly was really dead at the time? Oh, I don't um, think so. No, no. I mean, yeah. I was only, let's see, this was season two. So I was 14 at, at this point, I think. Um... So no, I, I knew I knew he wasn't dead because the uh, I mean I figured well first of all I would not let myself believe that even if it were true, so yeah. uh, no I don't think that he was dead. But I was very interested in how like how they were gonna get out of the situation like where exactly was he? Because of course the commandos are looking for him in the box car and they don't see him, but Cancer Man's like just burn it, you know. Yeah. So then, mm -hmm. of course, you go from there right into the blessing way. Uh, and you have that iconic image of Scully in the desert screaming his name. And yes. it's gonna, that's going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! She's like, Mulder! You know? Yeah. Of course that happens in quite suit. a few but yeah. yeah, the pant, her pantsuit. Let's just talk about one of the, the major revelations in Anasazi is that William Mulder is, has the connection to cigarette smoking man and was somehow involved yes. in that world back in the day because we've only met Willie Mulder uh, once before a few episodes <laughs> prior when uh, Samantha came back and we never really got the hints mm -hmm. that he was involved in in that world you know those two episodes Colony yeah, and Endgame were about bringing the whole Samantha story into the current uh, mythology of the X-Files that was going on, but we never had any clue before that William Mulder was involved in that. Yeah, and we soon learn through the next two episodes how very deeply involved he was, um, which is is just for Mulder has to be heartbreaking. Um, I, I guess we, we I guess we can run right into that. <laughs> oh. Go ahead. Um, I was just saying, I think blessing way we can't not speak about the the the, the hallucinations he has in the sweat lodge and stuff. Yes. Oh um, my gosh. The let me tell you, the hallucination has one of the most fantastic quotes probably of the entire series. Um, it's one that when I was fourteen, I actually wrote it down in a in my journal because okay. I I loved the line so much. It's you know of course he's having the dreamlike this dreamlike state as they're doing the blessing way ceremony, which is to try to heal him from everything that he has kind of suffered physically, and so deep throat comes to him in this 
dreamlike state and he's trying to convince him to keep fighting and he has the most amazing quote and he says there is truth here old friend if that's all you seek but there's no justice or judgment without which truth is a vast dead hollow go back do not look into the abyss or let the abyss look into you awaken the sleep of reason and fight the monsters within and without and oh my gosh I mean I remember having chills when I first heard those lines spoken on television I was just like that blew my mind did you just quote that from memory because if so you just um, blew my mind I, I quoted the last half of it. I wrote down the first half because I couldn't remember the, the first half. But yeah, I'm still I, I had it written. I had it written down when I was probably 14 years old. I am suitably so, impressed. Nevertheless. Um, <laughs> but that one, and then Mulder's father comes to him as well. And he, he does the, um, let's see, he's, well, he apologizes for the lies that he's told his son. And then he, he tells him, like, something like, if you were to die now, uh, or he tells him if he dies now, the truth will die. And mm. says, only the lies survive us. Which for Bill Mulder is kind of true. You know, he's dead now. And now he, the lies that he's told about his son and about his daughter are what is surviving him. Mm -hmm. well, it taps into um, what Albert says as well, is that the truth only uh, only exists as long as the last person who remembers it. Who remembers it. Yes. Yeah. This, 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 these three episodes really had so many beautiful quotes. I mean, the writing for these episodes was just so, so great in terms of having these very kind of um, just very insightful things that these characters are saying to each other. And they have such impact in the words that they're using. So that was... That was pretty neat. And of course, the is I think it's the Blessing Way that has one of, it's either Anastasia or the Blessing Way. One of them has a fantastic uh, monologue in the beginning by Albert Hosting. Um, I think the Blessing Way and Paperclip both have him doing the teaser. Yeah, he, he has like a great, I'll have to look it up in a little bit, but he has some fantastic lines where he talks about um, the truth being like a radiant and immutable, I, I'll, I'll find it in a minute, but uh, is there, is Kai, is that you searching for it right now? I still am. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing monologue. It is absolutely amazing. Um, well, Kai, Kai can search for that while we're talking about the blessing way. But um, let's see. So, of course, Scully, towards the beginning, she's, uh, you know, the helicopter kind of descends on her as she's driving. Uh, and you know, with with Scully, they like pull her over and kind of manhandle her, but not really. Mulder, they're always like beating up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're not just kind of like kneeing her in the back or like elbowing her in the kidney. Um, they seem to kind of accept that when she says she doesn't have it. I'm just like, <laughs> in what real world scenario Check. would they just be like, okay, okay. and just take off? Sure. Yep. Uh, I mean, they jump back in their helicopter and fly away. <laughs> this like, episode also mm -hmm. has Mulder's first funeral, right? When we meet his mother at the funeral. It's his father's oh, his, funeral, his isn't it? Funeral. Oh, yeah. Oh. At his dad's funeral. Yeah, but Scully tells him, or tells his mother, um, that she thinks he's going to be okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, which is, well, because she has, speaking of dreamlike states, Mulder comes to Scully in a dream before... Um, she kind of has the same kind of dreamlike state that he has, and he he comes to her in the stream, and he says that he's basically returned from the dead to continue with her, but he fears the danger's close at hand, and that he might be too late. And so, in the next scene, she's at his dad's funeral, telling his mom that she thinks he'll be okay. Of course, because she's had this dream about him, and then no sooner does that happen, but well, manicured man like pops out of the woodwork, and like, that oh, is by the way. By the way, Scully, you're going to die. Someone might that try to kill you. That is very open-minded of Scully, though, to take that dream and go with it. Right? I thought Very open-minded. Especially this early on. You notice with Mulder, she's like, she acts like she's super skeptical, but with him, when it, when it has to do with their relationship, she is willing to believe in him. Yep. You know, she may not believe in what he thinks, but she believes in him. Yep. So that's that's really... Really well, plus she's probably had Melissa sort of drumming that sort of stuff into her brain like every Thanksgiving and I Christmas know. for the last five years at least. <laughs> no, no wonder Chris Carter had to kill Melissa Scully off. 
Like, (laughs) she would have had Mulder and Scully together seasons ahead of schedule. Yeah, yeah. She would have got them into couples therapy. Yeah. They would have been, like, having a baby in season four. Um, (laughs) Melissa had to go. No. Um, It's sad because she goes, you know, in this this episode, which is really uh, rather heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, (laughs) one of the... It's really funny because The Blessing Way isn't really a funny episode, but Frohickey, you remember Frohickey shows up at her apartment, dr- like drunk, out of his mind. And Frohickey, of course, who is like, oh, she's hot. Like, he's super into Scully. He just shows up on her doorstep plastered. And she lets him in. I think by this point, you know, everybody, you know, the audience of Scully kind of realizes that, you know, however Frohickey initially came up across, he has a good heart. I mean, he turned up. Yes. He turned up at the hospital when she was there in one breath with the flowers in the suit and stuff. Oh yeah, and, yeah, that's true. You know, and he he's adorable. He's the one that tells her about Melissa in this episode as well. I know. Was it paperclip? Uh, uh, I think it's pa- it's paperclip. Paper she finds out. Yeah, it's the very next one. Because of course, Mel- she she calls Melissa after going. Melissa convinces her to go to a hypnotist. And, of course, Scully is like, yeah, you're crazy. Why would I do that? Uh, but she goes anyway. She humors her sister and goes anyway. And then she's so traumatized by these memories that are starting to come back that when the, hip, when the you know, therapist touches her hand, she, like, jerks. Out, I mean, she jumps out of it. And it's just like, I can't, you know, I can't do this. Um, and so Melissa calls her kind of towards the end of the episode to check on her. And Scully is like, oh, no, I'm fine. And Melissa wants to come over. And so Scully says, yeah, you know, come on over. Well, when she hangs with the phone, she gets called again, and there's, like, two two clicks on the line. And so then Scully's thinking, okay, somebody really is, you know, listening. They're going to come kill me and whatnot. So she tries to get a hold of her sister and to say, don't come. And I think that that is probably part of what makes it so hard for Scully when Melissa's killed. Because, you know, she is talking to her she's like yeah come over or no i'll come over there and meet you on the way i mean she definitely takes a lot of responsibility for what happens to her sister because when she leaves to go meet melissa is when skinner pulls up and is basically like get in the car yeah skinner uh, is so ominous in this episode yeah i mean he tells her that he has the digital tape and that's why she gets in and in a way she's kind of making an unconscious choice between her sister and Mulder. in in that moment she can either go find her sister, knowing that there's possibly a danger to her home, or she can go with Skinner and, and find out what's what she needs to get to Mulder. Um, and she, I don't even think she realizes it. I, probably half the audience doesn't realize it in that moment. But when you really kind of look at that scene, she's, she's making a choice, you know, over which to do. That is very so. deep of you, Tiff. Thank you. I'm impressed. I love these. <laughs> it's kind of annoying, though, because she was just told by the well-manicured man that somebody's going to come to her apartment, somebody that she knows and trusts, and that's who's going to yeah. kill her. And then she just gets in the car with Skinner when he's been so antagonistic. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Skinner isn't particularly trusted at this point in the series. I mean, no, not yet. Low, no, he's still a bit shady. Yeah. You know, this episode, this next episode, Paperclip, is really kind of towards the end where I think he solidifies yeah, his, as an ally. Uh, his himself as an ally. He does it mm-hmm. towards the end of Paperclip. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she totally just gets in the car with him. She's like, oh, okay, it might be someone I know and trust. I'm, of course, she has her gun in her purse. But, which is great, though, because uh, it leads to that standoff that he ends the episode, which uh, I love I love that so much. standoff so much. When they, the best part of it, oh my god, is of course they go in the door and she she pulls the gun on his back because she makes him go first yep. and pulls the gun on, on him and kind of, you know, corrals him into Mulder's apartment and then Skinner's trying to tell her the truth. He's trying to say, look, I have the tape and she doesn't believe him because she's convinced that he, he is who the well-manicured man has warned her about and yep. they have this huge standoff where... When Mulder, of course, Scully doesn't know it's Mulder, but when Mulder kind of is, like, outside the door and she hears that, she looks over and sees a shadow out of the front door, Skinner uses that opportunity to pull his gun on her. I love it. That scene is fantastic. It's great. And then they're, like, circling each other and, like, screaming. And um, 
you know, she's screaming at him. Yeah. And yeah, that's the end of Blessing Way. And of course, Mulder can hear everything happening. So he hears her scream, you know, yelling about someone Mm -hmm. trying to kill her. (laughs) So he like busts in like all Chuck Norris with his gun drum. Yeah. And then Skinner, of course, is like, what the, what, you know, what are you trying to pull here? (laughs) Thinking they planned this. Yep. Um, yeah, that's such a great, great scene. So, um, but yeah, that's, of course, from there, I guess it goes to Scully's sister being in a coma. Um, and then, like you mentioned earlier, that's when Frohickey, uh breaks the news when they're at, um, you know, of course, they're with the lone gunman talking about the digital tape. They, Frohickey comes in because he's heard it over the police scanner. So he has to break the news to Scully that her sister's been shot. And then, of course, Scully runs out and Mulder has to chase her. And that's a really touching scene. And so. Mulder has to convince her not to go to the hospital, too, right? Yeah. So, yeah. She, so well, she doesn't see her sister before she actually dies. Yeah, no, not at all. Because she, she tells him, you know, she's screaming at him that the bullet, you know, she says to him, that bullet was meant for me. And then he, yeah, delivers, right. he delivers that great line that the only thing she can do now is to crucify them. Yep. You know, and so then she kind of makes up her mind that she can't help her sister sitting in a hospital and then potentially getting killed. So they, I, I guess at that point it's when they run off to West Virginia to the, to, I guess, talk to what's his face and the, Manicure with the man. orchids. <laughs> yeah, the orchid guy. The Nazi scientist. Oh, Klemper, Klemper, Victor Klemper. Klemper, yeah, Victor Klemper. So she, yeah, who, who talks about hybrids. And you're like, oh, I see what you're doing there with the whole hybrid talk and your hybrid orchids. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> that bit is know. so funny because that's with the well-manicured man when he's coming in trying to feed Mulder the information. And Mulder's yeah. like, well, yeah. what, was it, what kind of experiments was he doing? And well-manicured man is like, well, he's very good at doing his orchids, isn't he? He does these yeah. hybrids. And, Mulder's like, hybrids. and you see it on Mulder's face. It's like, wait, it's, wait, like watching, it's like watching Joey Tribbiani trying to figure something out. <laughs> And he's like, he's doing an alien-human hybrid. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's great because they're kind of like, I see what you did there, you know. Um, no, the, the, of course, the frightening part about Paperclip is when they're in the, uh, the old mining company and they're down kind of in the basement level. And there's these rows and rows of filing cabinets. Um, and they find, you know, a file for Scully. And then they realize that people have, you know, these recent tissue samples and, like, they've been cataloging medical information on people. And then probably the most heartbreaking thing and the the thing that furthers the storyline about Mulder's sister is he finds uh, his sister's file and kind of sees that the label is peeled up a bit and peels it back to reveal his name. So he realizes that, oh, wait a minute, he, he was the one that was supposed to be taken, not her. Originally, yes, we have to pile on the molded guilt early. Yes, so very much, much. Guilt. very much so. So that was a an interesting scene, and then of course you know like little green men run by Scully, and she has no idea. Um, <laughs> so there's there's that. While Mulder's like seeing a UFO outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that the the revelation that um, that it was originally Fox Mulder's name. On that yeah. on that chart, I think that's what fueled a lot of the speculation later on when we realized that there was the affair between Cigarette Smoking Man yes. and Mulder's mother as to yes. which one of them maybe had that parentage. Yeah, it's kind of foreshadowing. Um, it's kind of foreshadowing what happens next because it it kind of makes it out to be oh well you know Samantha was taken to ensure that Bill Mulder stayed silent after he learned of the experiments. But that doesn't really explain why which child was chosen. And, you know, of course, later we realized that, you know, maybe they wanted Mulder to be chosen, but obviously Cancer Man wasn't going to let that happen. So um, it's just, I don't know, it's it's very interesting turn of events. It kind of sets off this whole other, you know, kind of storyline that starts taking place after that. I love so. this episode too, just visually, because it's such a classic X Files. You've got the flashlights in the dark, you've got the mm-hmm. UFOs, you've got files and files and files. Yeah, it's lots and lots of files. Lots and lots of files. Yeah, this episode for me <laughs> is like one of my favorite ones to 
use when looking for screen caps or making videos or something oh, yeah. because there's just so much good material in it. Definitely. Um, and then, of course, you have Skinner stands up to Cancer Man in the end uh, yes. and tells him, you know, well, I've got Albert Hosting and 20 other co-talkers that know everything on this tape. So unless you're going to kill every Navajo in, what does he say, four states or something? Something. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's threatening Cancer Man, who, of course, is pissed. Like, how dare you? Um, but he basically is buying Mulder and Scully's uh, freedom and survival and, of course, his own by saying that, um, you know, that Cancer Man can't kill all of them. You know, he can't get rid of, you know, 23, 24 people. So, um and then at the very end of the episode, of course, is the really, really sad part where Mulder shows up at the hospital and Scully's just staring at an empty bed, uh, which is, you know, heartbreaking. Yeah. And you start to realize, really, the tragedy. You know, of course, the show kind of starts with Mulder's tragedy of missing his sister. And then it, as the series starts to go on, you start to realize that the real tragedy is Scully. Yeah. Because of everything that she sacrifices to be with him, um, and her sister is is one of those early sacrifices. So it's very sad. He tells her, you know, he tries to convince her that he believes, um, you know, the truth is still in the X Files because you know, he wants her to stay with him. And she basically tells him, you know, she's heard the truth. Now what she wants are the answers. So it gives her kind of the motivation to continue so that her sister didn't just die for nothing. Yeah, this pretty much solidifies her own quest. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. so I think before, it was his. Yeah, even the abduction didn't really do it for her, but her sister's death does. Yeah. I think because the abduction was, you know, it happened to her, and she could somehow rationalize that, but with Melissa, she feels very responsible, and she feels like the only way that she can make sense of it is to vindicate her. Um, you know, so I think this really becomes her quest after this, is to make all, all everything that's happened make sense. It's such a great three-parter. <laughs> it really is. I, I just want to backtrack to that scene in uh, Paperclip where Mulder and Scully mm-hmm. meet Victor Clamper for the first time. Mm-hmm. And... It's an interesting dynamic, which we only see a few times, as far as I can remember, throughout the history of the show, where Scully is just so disgusted by the person that they're confronting that she's not even able to ask any pertinent questions. Mulder's Mm -hmm. trying to get some answers from the guy, and she's just giving him this attitude, just everything that comes out of her mouth. You know, know, just... Because he's obviously a Nazi war criminal, you know, tortured Jews uh, during the Holocaust. And Mulder's and, a Jew. Yeah. And she's just giving him these disgusting sort of questions, yeah. just showing him how much she hates him. And it's something that we see, you know, in the second movie when she meets Father Joe for the first time. She actually has to leave the room and stand outside because she's That's not yeah. She's not asking any sort of questions that are going to be helpful for the case. She's just... Asking Father Joe, how could you do that? You know, and yeah. it's the same thing here. I find it interesting that Mulder, who of course is a Jew, uh, is so calm. And it's funny because, of course, Scully was raised Catholic, and you know, there's been um, you know talk of of Mulder's family being Jewish, and you have the two of them confronting a Nazi war criminal, and Mulder is for the most part, very calm. Uh, Like he's dealt with these type of people before. Um, And Scully is just very, very angry. And I wonder if how much of that is her and how much of that is her projecting her disdain over a man that, um, you know, because her partner, she knows Mulder's background. So I I wonder if some of that is just her kind of feelings about... Uh, Mulder coming into her kind of vitriol at, at how she's talking to Klemper as well. You think but, that's her uh, being protective? Yeah, I think it's her kind of being protective of him. Obviously, they're not in a relationship at this point, but they, you know, there's definitely a kind of protective nature to the two of them. So I think, you know, she's standing there looking at the guy like, how can you just, I mean, Klemper, of course, makes light of all of it. You know, he's yeah. just like no big deal to him. 
Um, and Mulder's so calm about it, you know. And Scully is the one that kind of... And well, it, somebody the same thing happens. Answer. Same thing happens and I want to believe. Mulder's very calm about it. You know, but you have to remember his, uh, his background as a profiler. Yeah. He has experience kind of getting into the heads of some really evil people. And so he has ways of coping with that. And, you know, I think, I think that's what keeps him calm, whereas she just wants to, like, you know, kill people. So... I would watch that. It's very, very interesting dynamic there. One thing that I want to talk about is the fact that these are the three episodes where we really get, you know, beyond the cigarette smoking man. We see that he's not necessarily the higher power, that he actually answers to some people as well. This is where we meet the syndicate yes. for the first time. The syndicate. We have well manicured man pops up then in blessing way and starts um, giving Scully information and then Mulder and Scully in paperclip and... We have the f- yeah, the yeah. smoking man's hardly trusted at all by the rest of the syndicate in these episodes. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of like the black sheep. Yeah, you know, for them, which is funny because Mulder's like the black sheep to you know the FBI. So. No, it's it's quite funny that those sort of parallels, and I guess it's a father son sort of thing that you know, Mulder is the guy in yeah. the FBI who is not the typical sort of G man who's interested in aliens and all this weird paranormal stuff, and then mm-hmm. cigarette smoking man is the guy in the syndicate who's like telling everybody, yeah, 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 he's dead, and I've got the tape, it's fine, don't don't worry about it, let's just move yeah. on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, it it is very interesting. Because it, they're starting to kind of foreshadow these things, and you're not quite catching it yet. I mean, it, it takes a while, I think, for that. And I don't even know, I don't know how much of it even that Chris knew that early on. Um, of course, because they were kind of writing mythology as they went. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's ever asked him how early. Was it planned kind of or was just, it retconned? Yeah, I don't remember if... You know, we should remember that, Kai, for the next time we talk to him. We should ask him some questions. That would be interesting to find out, because it, obviously it's the end of season three as we know that there was that relationship. I mean, it, it could have been planned very early on. Uh, knowing, knowing Chris, I mean, this could have been something that he had planned in, like, early season, or, well, maybe the end of season one. Well, no, more like, it, it probably would have happened sometime around when Jillian, of course, was having her baby. Uh, when the mythology really started being used to kind of, um, you know, take the show forward. So, I don't know. He he may have already known at this point that Possibly. Cancer Man was going to be Mulder's father. Cancer Man wasn't even supposed spoiler to have a Spoiler alert part. for anyone that doesn't know that yet. <laughs> the 20-year-old spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I still remember at Comic-Con in 2008 when talking about I Want to Believe. Yeah. Someone actually got up and asked the panel a question where he asked who the father of Scully's baby was, and I thought I was going to lose my mind. I mean, I just, I sat in the audience like, I can't handle this. I just can't, <laughs> you know? And, of course, Frank is and Chris are like, um, Mulder? Uh, <laughs> who do you think? Father? So, yeah. So, and then someone else asked, like, did, or whatever happened to Samantha Mulder, you know? And I just sat there shaking my head, like, oh no. Maybe they just some people may not know. I think you know. Some people might not know. I mean, if they're if they're young people, just not getting into it, I can. I understand. guess. I guess. I guess. Well, either those people aren't listening to this podcast, or they are trying to catch up. And in that case, we apologize. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we totally. Yeah, we're gonna it. put spoiler warnings ahead of the revival <laughs> episodes, but nothing that's been in existence for the last twenty years. Yeah. So sorry yeah exactly at this point it's no longer a spoiler it's been yeah. out since you know ni- this season since 94 95 so yeah there also you go. Mulder, csm luke skywalker darth vader just saying <laughs> you know what's funny is we if someone hadn't seen these before then we really really royally spoiled them because it was basically <laughs> Oh, by the way, Cantorman is Mulder's dad and Mulder fathered Scully's child. I mean, could you imagine, like, not ever, like, watching seasons one and two and then someone just said that to you? I feel like that would, like, inspire me to watch faster, though. I'd be like, give me the next episode. Give me the next episode. I need to see this. So they should be thanking us, really. 
Yeah. I'd be, like, scrambling to watch them out of order. I'd be Googling and being like, okay, yep. ten best episodes in season four, five, six, and then yep. I would watch the rest. No, I would be, in which episode does Scully have Mulder's child? And that would lead to a whole <laughs> can of watch that yeah. one. Okay, so one other thing, which... And this is based on me going online today and trying to find some reviews, and I stumbled across across a review from 1996 and about these oh three gosh. episodes, and it was um, quite positive. It was saying, you know, these three episodes, this one story, is going to be something that we're still going to be talking about 10 years from now, and it's 20 years later, and we're still talking about it. It's exactly oh, yeah. 20 years oh. at this point. Yeah. Um, but the one criticism that they brought up was the fact that, you know, Melissa Scully has been injured. She's in hospital on the verge of death. Scully was there just a season before. And you just have Mrs. Scully sitting on her own there. And where are her two sons? Seriously. <laughs> 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 well, Bill's kind of an ass. So, uh, he um, gets he kind of gets a pass because yeah. he could have been deployed somewhere and and stuff. But yeah, I I feel like Charlie's I, just a figment of all of the, all of their imagination. He doesn't yeah, really exist. I, I think we've met Charles at some point along the lines. We he's just never been front and center because. Well, Have we? okay. This is my theory. This is my theory. Was he, was he at the dad's funeral? That's maybe? what I think because if you skip forward to season six, we've had the ghost stole oh. Christmas. Scully has got to go uh, for a family roll call around the Christmas tree for her nephew or whatever, which has got to be Charles because Bill Jr. is having, oh, Bill he's having his first yet. kid. Mm-hmm. Um, ah. Maybe I'm getting it a little out of order. No, I think, I think you're right. Keep, keep talking. I'm opening up Netflix. Right I am. Now. I am. I'm, I'm completely <laughs> wrong. It's... Um, Bill Jr. has his uh, first baby in Christmas Carol and in Emily. Um, I'm thinking before that, uh, Home in season four, beginning of season four, um, there's that scene where they're trying to get the pigs out and uh, Scully does the whole bar, ram you, and Mother kind of gives her a look and she's like, what? My nephew watches Babe like 15 times a day. Um, Obviously, Melissa didn't have kids. We know that Bill Jr. is getting his first kid in Christmas Carol and Emily, so that leaves Charles. And um, when you go back to Beyond the Sea, you have his funeral there, and you have, you know, obviously Scully and her mother, but then you have a couple of other people there. Not very many, but there's a group there which could well be her brother Charles and his wife and their kids there. (laughs) Interesting. My Netflix is, like, taking forever to load. I'm trying to actually find that scene. I'm trying to find a screenshot of that scene. Oh, well, that would work, too. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so there's two small kids with a guy who's not Bill Scully. So possibly that's Charlie. He just doesn't speak. Yeah, so that has to be Charlie and his wife. Charlie's standing right next to Scully. Yep. Oh, look, he does exist. You learn something new every day. All right, for the quiz this week, um, obviously there's just three episodes, um, so all I've done is five questions, so either of you can jump in, and actually I think this is what we're going to do going forward, is just five questions an episode, it it seems good, and it will stop the final segment of each episode being 20 minutes long with just a load of ums and ahs and various curse words, so. <laughs> yes. All right. Question one. In Anasazi... What is the book that the hacker is reading at the beginning of the episode? Oh my gosh. Oh man. Man, David's really I, I, good at these. Yeah. The book he's I have I even, no idea. I don't like, even I'm remember just gonna be honest. reading a book. Yeah, I, I don't, don't either. It's a book he's reading while he's waiting for his computer program to hack into the Department of Defense files. And it's called 50 Greatest Conspiracies of All Time. Of course well, it is. <laughs> Not 101 conspiracies that every child should know. <laughs> Alrighty then. Okay. So, uh,. Which two words are easy to decode because they are modern words? 
Oh, oh my gosh! I, sh- I know this. This one I should know. Oh yeah. my gosh! Oh. It's um, okay, one of them. One of them is vaccination. Uh, oh no! I just like I just watched this. See, I I have the excuse that I haven't watched this for about five years. Oh. I give you a hint. The people okay. they are referred to as. Uh, say what? It's, it's a quote from the episode. The people they are referred uh, to as Anasazi. No. 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 Stop you googling! I can hear you type. I know. I, can <laughs> I, I know one is like vaccine or vaccination. I cannot remember the other one. Merchandise. What is it? Merchandise. merchandise. Oh, merchandise. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I still don't even remember the quote. I obviously have to watch these again. Okay. This is going to be an easy one. <laughs> Stuck in the sure middle. Because I don't it, believe you anymore. Because no an easy question is most conveniently hidden between four hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> in the blessing way, which two characters visit Mulder? while he's deciding whether to die or to live. Deep Throat and his dad. Oh, you're so speedy. Correct. <laughs> yes. That was the one question I might have known. <laughs> I was like waiting for him to, I knew it the second he said the third word and then I was waiting for him to finish. <laughs> Tabby Tiffany. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. What street Oh, Does no. the syndicate meet on in New York? Oh my gosh. Oh. Well, it's a street and not an avenue. That should help us, Yeah, right? so I'll give you a clue. It's a number. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, is it 42nd Street? I have no idea. It's very close. It's one less than it's- Roswell. What? <laughs> 46th Street? It is 46th Street! Oh. I was like, one less than Roswell. Let's see, 47 minus 1. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Took me a minute to follow you. We can edit out that delay, it's okay. <laughs> it's gonna make it sound like I knew it. I'm just gonna start, like, knitting myself a dunce cap. <laughs> Alright. Somebody eventually is gonna listen to these podcasts and send us each one, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Final question for tonight. In Paperclip, what is the name of the company that owns the mine? Oh, Struggled! Struggled! Yes! Yay! Yay! Okay, bonus question. When do we first meet somebody called Struggled? Oh, Lord. Oh. He's... When I do don't know. He, is it Fight the Future? It is. Apparently, the Struggle yes! Mining Company is named after... Uh, it's after Struggle. Is, well, is, right? Apparently, Chris Carter named, him, named the mining company after a real-life Nazi scientist that came across to the US after the uh, Second uh. World War. But yeah, in Fight the Future, we have Conrad Struggle is revealed to be the uh, global leader of the, the conspiracy. Of the yeah, he's the so big he's guy. the head of the syndicate. Okay. Yes. All right. Any plugs that you guys want to do today? Um. Let's see. Plug. We. I feel like we plug the same. The same thing. I know but, you it's know, tradition. In in case anyone listens to this episode and not the episode before, uh, you can follow us online at, on Twitter at X Files at X Files News. Of course, our website www.xfilesnews.com. Uh, X, we're X Files News on Facebook. We're on Tumblr. In- we're on Instagram. Instagram. We're uh, just, ty- just type in X Files News in Google search, and we're like the first thing that pops up. So, um, we're everywhere. Yep. So, and our new and our new uh, a new, new website website is yes on. yes it's all nice and shiny now with a chat room. Yeah. It's going to have a chat room. I think it's in the beta stage right now, just to make sure we can handle like all the traffic. Um, 
and all and, and all that. But it's yeah, new forums are up already, so we should be um, pretty good to go with everything soon. So, but yeah, it looks amazing. It uh, does. It's very pretty. Yeah, our site hits are going through the roof. So all of you that are just now finding us and and reading everything, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, we our Twitter follower or. I guess, yeah, Twitter followers have been exploding over the last few days, obviously, with the release of all these photos. Um, so it's, yeah, it's good. We're, lots and lots of new files are uh, are joining us. And chair fanatics that. as well. Yes, and chair fanatics. <laughs> chair fanatics. Yes. We get the most amazing tweets. It's just phenomenal. <laughs> the things that are tweeted to us and the things that are tweeted to, like, Jillian or David and then we're copying on are just yeah. hysterical. Because we read them and we're like, okay, Jillian saw this and we're we're attached, and okay, and then David saw this, and so it's it's very funny. And of course, you can also go to xfilesalkxfiles dot com. There's uh, individual show notes for each episode there, which you're very welcome to comment on and get in touch. Uh, you can also contact me personally. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, David T Harwood on each of those. Um. Next week on this podcast, we have some very special guests. We have um, Jack Black, we have Giovanni Ribisi, and we have Peter Boyle. Of course, we're talking DPO all the way through to Oubliette next week. So please tune in for that. Uh, Tiffany, Kai, thank you both very, very much for coming along and being a part of this episode tonight. Thank you for having us. And folks, if you've enjoyed this episode, please go forth and tell 20 others in the tradition of our people. Thank you and good night. Government conspiracies, but I've seen none of the above.